Check. One, two. Are we started? We started. We started. Who farted? <laughs> um, safety. All right, guys. We're here. We're at Addictive Tickle. We got Mike back. Yeah. It's me, Taylor Clark, your host. This is, of course, the only show on the internet with just me and Mike. <laughs> and now, Mike. He comes and goes. And I feel like it. Mike, you just got back? I just got back from uh, San Diego. From spent, San a week, Diego. spent a week there. And uh, got back on Friday, Friday night. <laughs> Sounds so scary over there. Ooh, what happened in San Diego? <laughs> I stabbed a guy. Oh, Did you have it coming? No. Oh. He didn't deserve it at all. Oh. I just felt like stabbing. So this was a fun, funzy <laughs> stabbing for you. I just needed to get it out of my system. You know, everybody has to just do themselves. Whether that's murder. Wait, he didn't die, did he? Oh, he died. Okay. Well, let me. Uh, let me whether that's murder or s- sewing <laughs> or you know bludgeoning cats. Or cross-stitching. <laughs> Whatever your needle and thread or violent act of passion might be. Here on Addictive Tickle, we encourage you to do you. Because you're enough. Maybe he didn't die. Maybe he did. Who knows? As long as you tried. Maybe he didn't get that perfect palm tree the way you wanted to on your on your cross stitching design but you tried you know an addictive tickle we think sewing and needlework and murder are the are the same welcome welcome to the show welcome um if you're just joining us for the first time you're probably like what and then even the fans are like what what has this show become? It's this. Um, no, I'm, of course, uh, joking. This is Addictive Tickle uh, with Taylor Clark, and we're documenting uh, <laughs> my life. It's a good life. It's, it's not bad. Not bad. Top seven. Top seven. You know, it's a comedy podcast. Let's start over. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Taylor Clark, it's Addictive Tickle, this is a comedy podcast. I am Taylor Clark, I'm a skateboarding comedian, and I'm joined by my co-host here, Mike DeVore. Hey, He's divorced. Yeah, I am divorced. But he's but got a baby on the way. And I'm getting married again. And he's getting married again. I am not a quitter. So he'll soon be Mike Dwight's divorced. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> if I play my cards right. <laughs> One can hope. For the bit. Yeah. Of course. I'm so committed to the bit. <laughs> you know, it, it, you gotta, you're like, listen, Samantha, I got to get a divorce, not from you, but also from someone else because it's a rule of threes. <laughs> if I'm not Mike thrice divorced, <laughs> then I'm not, trust me, it'll be fine. I'm not truly committing, trust me. And I'll be back. I'll be back. You'll be my technically fourth marriage. Oh, right. See how funny this show is, guys? <laughs> Told you it was a comedy podcast. Uh, anyways, this 
is a big episode because we're talking about all kinds of stuff, uh, especially the new post-COVID world that we're living in. Yes. Ooh, daddy. Whoa. I um, I got New York. I talked about this a little bit on the last episode, but Mike, uh, you didn't listen. Nope. So, <laughs> As your co-host, uh, I did not listen. It's <laughs> okay. Uh, it was one of my best episodes ever. I had so much fun in New York. I think I said that so uh, forty thousand times last episode, but I did. Uh, the craziest thing was it was like a time machine. It was like going back to New York, where I used to live for ten years. So already I'm, you know, getting kicked in the face by you know memories every ten feet, and uh, it was also a time machine because I've been living in a COVID turtle shell for the last year, like uh, everybody. And the day I landed, the CDC made that announcement like, oh, masks outside if you're vaccinated, chill out, you know, don't worry about it. And then like the next day they were like, and inside, eh, no big deal. Right. Yeah. I think those are the verbatim. Well, that's exactly what yeah, they that's said. Exactly what they, those are the tweets I read. Um, so the coolest I mean, I guess not even coolest, most surreal part of the experience was that factor. Was the like, holy shit, we're, are we on the other side of this? You know, I mean, the rest of the world ain't doing too hot. <laughs> but uh, I went and saw a movie last night. Ooh. I know. <laughs> Crazy. Did you, did you go by yourself or with your family? What? I went with uh, my wife. Nice. Uh, we did our first date night. We went out in dinner inside of a restaurant and a movie. What used to be like a real boring date was just a magical carpet ride through like a forgotten time, it seemed like. Where'd you go eat? Uh, we went and ate at a Chinese food restaurant. A nice one. China, China, <laughs> a nice I think, one. A nice one. <laughs> a, a chi- Chinese. <laughs> we didn't just go do, you know, takeout in the plastic booth. We, uh,. We went to China City in Mill Creek. Oh, nice, nice. Mill Creek, Washington, you guys. I live in the South Everett, known as uh, the shitty part of of an already shitty town. I will say the area, this area. Don't try to make me feel better. I'm saying, like, from what all I hear about Everett. Don't even try, Mike. From what I hear about Everett, you live in the nice part. You live in the nice part. Told you that. Just my observation. Why don't we drive around a couple blocks? <laughs> I'll show you what's up. It ain't it ain't pretty. Uh, some neighbor just told me someone died out on the street not long ago. Oh, nice. Yeah. So was it a stabbing victim? Um, no, oh. an overdose, I believe. Nice. Good for them. <laughs> died with Mike. Loved. I'm such a positive person. <laughs> you are. You're like that's a good way to go. Really, I mean, it's not a violent death. Yeah. What movie did you see? Nobody. Bob Odenkirk. Oh, nice. Okay. It was great. Um, little, you know, a little predictable here or there, you know, got a little corn on it, a little cheese, but overall it was great. And Bob Odenkirk is an, an insane actor. He carries the entire movie. Nice. So much depth and range. Just he wears it on his face. But he intends it, you know? It's not like... Puts the work in. Fucking, it's insane. Subtle. 
A real talent. A real American treasure, Bob, Bob Odenkirk. I'm glad you asked me about the movie. I really liked it. There you go. See? I care. I care. You care about yourself. <laughs> That's true. As you should, Mike. You're about to be a dad. About to be a father. Um, we'll get to that. The uh, It's good uh, feeling to be on the other side of this. We were at the club last night. The old comedy club. Uh, laughs. <laughs> and uh, it was great. It was so great. You could feel the energy. A lot of uh, comics are coming out that haven't even been out. It was like their first time out, you know? In a year. Vaccine, right, in a year. And I, I just went to the club, what, like for my first time, man, like maybe a month or two ago with my mask on, just scared, like I heard you guys are open, like a creature from the alley, you know? <laughs> like, like, right, like hissing, like one of those shadow figures from the movie Ghost. There, there we go, current references. And I was like, I heard you guys are open. Uh, can I get a couple minutes? Uh, no, okay, I'll be back in a couple weeks. That's exactly how it went down with Dave. Yeah, and, and he was you maybe. Uh, <laughs> I hope he listens to this. Dave, you don't love yet. We'll see. <laughs> get in line. How'd your set go? Get in line with all the other pedestrians. Put your pants on. No shorts. <laughs> it went uh, okay. I dug myself a hole uh, right out of the gate because I shaken off rust. Right? Yeah. We're all shaking off rust. I have had like decent sets, as in like I haven't like had a a bomb yet. Oof! There you go. Magic words. Here it comes. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to bomb tonight. Doing a set. But <laughs> it's so crazy to even say that. Like, oh, I'm doing sets again. Like, there's sets to even do. It, you have to, like, wrap your brain around it again. Mm-hmm. And, like, transition back into this lifestyle of, uh, of, for anybody, right? Work. The office. Some people are going back to work. You know, we're going back to the office. The old comedy club. The... You know, place that smells like beer and sometimes puke, depending on who headlined that weekend. And sometimes dead dreams from these comics that aren't. Well, make that it. smell that follows, you know, that's heavy in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Talk your shit. Oh, no, no. It's, oh, uh, I just mean in general because it's depressing. Not, yeah. not that I don't think Seattle comedy is special in that regard, it's just a scene. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Where there's drama. Every scene I've gone to, there seems to be that. <laughs> so much drama in comedy. A fair amount. Um, I'm I'm getting lost here. Uh, I was talking about how uh, <laughs> the new landscape of comedy seems to be completely DIY, which is what I was hoping. Because that is how I'm transitioning into the new landscape of comedy. And my life is DIY. 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 It seems to be the only way. What we're doing here. You know? Like, I only can draw just a little bit. And I had these two shows in New York. 
where I put in just, you know, the same amount of effort I would have put into producing my own comedy shows in Seattle, you know, like, or even in New York. Like, I know how much work it takes. You put events together. <laughs> you know, you get people to help you. You get a door guy. You make a poster, you know, buy a little Facebook ad, right? Once you start just like checking off those boxes and you have like a couple of credits, this is what I've only learned. I'm only just, I'm getting pretty cocky here. I have a whole tour to accomplish still, but <laughs> so far, uh, it seems that that is the future because, you know, like at the end of the day, very similar to like YouTube or something, which is now like taking the, um, the glitz off of Hollywood off of like being on TV, you know? It's like anyone can be on TV now. Yeah. You know, it's like nothing is like that special. Like it used to be what it, some survey came out. Hey, pull this up real quick. Some survey came out that was like uh the kids top 5 career paths. And one of them was like YouTube. Like yep. number 1 was like YouTuber. And I'm just thinking, the uh, clicking of the keyboard is really loud. <laughs> How old is this? I picked the wrong one because YouTube is not on this one. All right. Well, you're not good at your job. It just came out. <laughs> Come on, just I'm, just, I'm getting back into the groove of things. Right, right, shaking right, off right, the right, rust. Shaking right. off the rust. Fine, 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 fine. We're all shaking off the rust. Not, not that my piano playing. <laughs> Uh, has any rust on it. Damn, these notes have been blasting. Blasting out. Real nice. Yeah, it's nice to just have a little like uh, telephone jazz to listen to while you look stuff up. Huh? Dude, it is not popping up. Is not popping I up. swear to God, this is like a thing. I think like every late night host talked about it. I tried to give you a layup. It was like kids. I'm not Jamie, all right. <laughs> Stop comparing me to Jamie. I let me let me be clear. I don't. Uh, I don't have those expectations of you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, that's a lot of pressure off my back. Uh, can you just Google uh, kids just want to be YouTubers? Number one job request. 75% of children ages 6 to 17 want to become YouTubers. There it is. The proof is in the pudding. <laughs> um, and that's no different. It wasn't even that important. That's no different than any time because... It used to be all kids wanted to be were like fucking actors, yeah, right? Yeah. They all wanted to just be in movies and TV. They wanted attention. <laughs> you know, not unlike me, I'm an artist. And I'm a, you know, brilliant, you know, musician and a phenomenal talent. I can't help but rein in all this, all this attention, Mike. The point is, <laughs> there's nothing different, but now you don't have to do anything to get on TV. Or get into a movie. You just make it yourself. You just point the camera. Exactly. Now being a TikTok star has like equated, you know, uh, being a movie star or a television star. It pisses me off so much when I see these TikTok stars like 
get further in their career than I do. <laughs> There's Especially just, in stand-up where they can like draw so they book rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how long lasting it is and where it all goes. And I will should say, we? I thought maybe what we should do, Mike, is like experiment and just try to make like 50 TikTok videos. Okay. Just like worthless throwaway garbage content that like <laughs> at the end of the day, dude, have you seen these viral they, TikTok? Uh, yeah. It's crazy. We could we could for sure just like sit right here and just like throw a throw 40 TikTok together <laughs> videos together in a half an hour. Let's just do that let's after do, this show. Let's just do it. We'll do Eddie Take a Hats uh, and Erg McAllister. You didn't. You gotta listen to the last episode if you want to find out about Erg. But uh, those guys will be TikTok stars for sure. What if like one of your characters gets more famous than you, dude? This is why I've never wanted to do characters. <laughs> it's so arrogant to think that. Like, like I mean, my characters are brilliant. You know, I have to, I have to make it on my own before Erg McAllister gets it, gets a hold of the microphone. He's gold. Oh, Eddie Dickens, for example. God, I'm spitting all over the place. This is another rust. I used to be able to control my saliva inside my mouth. Yeah, man. Well, you're vaccinated now, so it's safe. Safer? Eh. It's still gross. <laughs> Nobody wants to see you spitting all over the place. On stage. On stage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you were in the front row and I spit on you... Well, how would you feel? Well, that was my fault for choosing to sit up in the front seat, even though I probably didn't choose. Dude, I was probably like led. Our to new this. dynamic is just me trying to get you to be negative. No, it's not going to happen. Positive all day. I'm like, spin on me, Taylor. <laughs> spin on me, Taylor. I will. I will, Mike. I can take it. You deserve it after that mess you made with that Google earlier. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I would never spit on you on purpose. I spit on everybody <laughs> unintentionally. Well, what was it like doing comedy in New York? Uh, it was great. Uh, it was great. <laughs> it was also uh, rusty feeling. Okay. You know, like I had to do hosting. <laughs> Your own show? My own show. I hosted my own show. Nice. Um, because everybody on the show was basically more accredited, accredited than me. I have my, you know, my, my cool skateboard credits, but I'm still lacking, you know what I mean? Those, those official comedy, you know, credits, fucking dildos. Yeah. That's want, actually what I want to do. Like if I, if I were going on tour, like if, if, if I can be at my own draw, I'd actually just prefer to host and just bring other comedians along. Yeah, not me. I want a headline. <laughs> not me. That, not that. That's a stupid idea, Mike. <laughs> For you, that's great. <laughs> but, but I have a dream. I have ambition, Mike. She's blown me out. Uh, the I, I have bigger ambition. <laughs> I'm better than you, Mike. <laughs> Who's the host here? <laughs> the, the, other th the other thing I have to make sure, not only that my characters don't get more famous than me, and, or my son, right? That's the other fear. <laughs> and now I have a dog we might be getting, you know? I'm always worried about that because we're going to have a cool dog. Dog. And if, you know, my co-host gets more famous than me, I'll kill myself. The uh, In due time. 
<laughs> That's your grand scheme? <laughs> uh, no. Oh, what was I saying? You were hosting your show? I was hosting my show. And everyone is more accredited than me. So I ended up shaking off mo- most of my rust kind of at the beginning of the show and in between the comics so that by the end of the show I actually did 20 minutes after Mark Norman (laughs) which uh, was probably a dumb idea uh, (laughs) but I pulled it off he wasn't necessarily supposed to go last he was supposed to go first but anyway it all worked out that way and uh, I, I did like 20 minutes after him and it all, but I felt like comfortable by then because I'd been like on the show for like, you know, yeah, 20, you know, for an hour at that point. Uh, and so I felt like at least a little bit looser and I got, and then I did like two or three other shows, right? Yeah. I did New York comedy club and then I did, uh, uh, another show in Jersey city with Alex Grubard who doesn't have any money. <laughs> That's a shout out. Go look him up. He's a great comic. But he put on this outdoor show that was great. And I had to close that show. But after the New York Comedy Club set, which went well, and my show, which went pretty well, by the Jersey City show, I was felt like, oh, yeah, I'm still rusty. I, the, he had me, like, close that show. And I was like, this is hard. <laughs> like, this is comedy is hard again. <laughs> and it is a job, you know? Yeah. You have to like really prepare every single time. You can't like underestimate any show or audience. Like going with a plan, but you also have to be loose, you know? Be able to pivot. Be able to pivot. Be able to be nimble with your material on stage. Well, at least this is preparing you for your West Coast tour. It is, which is, uh, I'm planning the exact same way. This was like a proof of concept in New York. And I did the show in New York, like a hundred people came and we had, a you know, some light endorsements and a poster. And, uh, we did, a, you know, a fair amount of promotion, but we didn't go crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we made all of our money back. I paid for the filmers who filmed all four interviews um, along with the New Jersey show I did in the backyard of some guy's house named Doug and Christine. Shout out. Shout out, Doug and Christine. Fucking they made barbecue. They, nice. They're like roasted uh, all of their own meats. I don't really eat meat, but I had a little bit. Oh, Erg McAllister had a little bit. <laughs> you can't turn down a couple of nice tacos. <laughs> That's just good. That's just good relationship building. They're the host, for God's sakes. <laughs> um, and they had a fucking killer half pipe. Didn't have to force me to fucking skate that thing. One of the best half pipes ever ever skated. And then I got to do an hour in front of like people, like my fans, like people who came out because they were actual fans of, of my comedy. It was like it was so surreal. Like it was, I was like, it's working. I felt like a real, you know, Dr. Frankenstein where I was like, it's coming to life. Like it's alive. My, my, my dream of being like a touring skateboarding comedian. This is the beginning. It's just the beginning. It's really happening. I'm fucking so stoked. 
And it just is like time as you know, it's even more surreal that it's on the other side of COVID. Like the first shows I'm doing back yeah. after a year of being like, you know, in a fucking COVID turtle shell or two fucking an audience that I built myself yeah. during COVID. <laughs> like it's so crazy. And it's not a huge audience. It's not like I'm fucking filling comedy clubs. You know what I mean? This is just like, you know, the backyard was 40 people. The intimate and, shows. And they weren't all like, you know, necessarily even following me on fucking Instagram. You know? That's dope. It was just like a handful. Because skaters are dope. Like they fucking like bring a friend who brings a friend who brings a friend. And we didn't do a crazy amount of promotion. So on this West Coast tour, hopefully... Uh, we are going to do a lot of promotion because we're going to have some fucking endorsements and sponsors and shit and a budget, which is starting to line up. I've been talking to my uh, my manager. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> we should uh, we should have sound bites. What, what, or I need to learn how to just play my manager riff. <laughs> no, that's not a good manager riff. I don't know what to do. Oh, that's perfect. It's just like my little fairy. <laughs> my manager. <laughs> my, uh, okay, let me try this. So, uh, <laughs> it's pretty great. We're going to have a lot of endorsements on this tour. Um, and <laughs> I, now I'm really slipping into this Eric McAllister voice. It's because my voice is, uh, hoarse. It's so early. So I just naturally want to talk like Erg. <laughs> you know, we're going on a tour, so, uh, you know, we're pulling in a couple of sponsors there. Uh, we're, we got a couple of endorsements there, and uh, I, I can't really make any crazy announcements there. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's exciting. A uh, couple of big companies. And you're probably wondering, like, oh, well, how, do you, how, do you, how do you build these relationships with these companies there, Erg? And I tell you. I've been having some long conversations with my, uh, with my manager. <laughs> and they're fruitful conversations, I tell you. I mean, the companies we're throwing around, they're a pretty big deal there. <laughs> so you gotta look out. I mean, they're that, uh, you know, we get a little bit of a budget there. What that really means, we're not putting up billboards or nothing there, you know. But, uh, shit. A couple hundred dollars on a Facebook ad. Make a nice little video there. I mean, probably sell some tickets. Don't you think there, Mike? Yeah. That's, that's right, Mike. Yeah. Well, this is the time I get negative. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> what the fuck, Mike? There. I hope you fail. <laughs> I get every layup I give you, you fucking blow it there, Mike. It, is, it happens. It happens. I'm not Jamie, all right? <laughs> all right, dear. Tell you the Google the easiest thing in the world there. They give you one thing you can fucking lay up with a positive fucking influence. You blow it there, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> positive again. Okay. <laughs> I know how to get a read on you there, buddy. But I like it. All right. Or get out of here. <clears throat> I'm getting some coffee. Way to fill the gaps with uh, keyboard clicks. <laughs> 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 I 
You know what? <laughs> yeah, at least have some rhythm to it. The, if we're going to hear that sound so fucking loudly, the least you could do is have a fucking drum beat. <laughs> Why? Um, oh, whatever. What do we got to get a cushion on the keyboard? It's a fucking MacBook Pro, man. Their keyboards are stupid. <laughs> Oh, that was the best. Like, what, do I, what do you do to cushion a keyboard to make the sound not so loud? What's Jamie do? <laughs> Jamie! <laughs> Leave Joe Rogan to come produce the show. Uh, I'm just joking. I would, uh, I would tell him to hit the bricks. I already got a Jamie. His name's Mike. <laughs> That's right. He's got a kid on the way. Got a kid. Imagine. He's depending on the fucking no money I'm giving him. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, I, I need da- daddy needs diapers. <laughs> daddy needs diapers. He, I know he can't. I do it. He does it for my free adult diapers. Those are the endorsements I've been holding back. Depends. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Clark's air comedy tour sponsored by Depends. Um, he gives them to his producers so they come over once once a week to record the show there. Gosh darn right. Oh my lord! Um, I but it's fucking amazing, dude. Comedy is so amazing right now, so far for me. <laughs> I'm sure it's a fucking nightmare for so many people. Who I mean, it is. I've, I'm hearing the stories there. Uh, they're coming out all over the place. Everybody's trying to get booked. All the comedy clubs are booked up for fucking the next two and a half years, and uh, every venue is closed or doesn't know what's going on yet. And a lot of the states are all operating differently so some comedy clubs shut down during covid yeah, some a lot of comedy clubs yeah. shut down during covid harvey's in portland wow yeah. i didn't even hear about that one yeah damn r.i.p harvey's i did some good sets in that club are they closed forever uh for, according to my source yes wow damn <laughs> breaking news Ooh. What other comedy clubs? Oh, that's all I know. I got unbanned. When I was in San Diego, I got unbanned from uh, one of my clubs. Really? Yeah. You were banned from a comedy club? I was banned. Mike DeVore, the most positive guy, got banned from a comedy club. Uh, American Comedy Company banned me years ago for and liking a tweet. now you're back. And they're like, <laughs> are you divorced? Not, I'm not, not anymore. I mean, yeah, I'm always gonna be divorced. But uh, <laughs> were you divorced when you got banned? No, I wasn't. You weren't. I was still. So you came back and you're like, "Hey, I got divorced, guys. I need give this. me a break. <laughs> I need this. Give me a break." And they were like, "All right, Mike, <laughs> chill, yeah. chill, chill out. You're fine. You can do our mics again. Or are you doing spots? No, it's just our mics. Like, uh, well, it's good to be back. Working my way back up." <laughs> Well, they, they never offered me spots before. I used to work at that club and like... Uh, they, You're they, never cool at your own club. Yeah. Take it from me. <laughs> but then I like I got a job at the other club right around the corner, so... Nice. What's that club? Uh, Madhouse Comedy Club, my home club. Well, it's good to be back. It's amazing to be back. Love it. Like Love seeing the people there. And they were, when you were there uh, this week, they were open? They were open. They, they like Madhouse has an open mic every night of the week. Nice. Yeah. So... Everyone does their shows, and then they all gather back up at Madhouse to hang out. <laughs> We're hanging out at Madhouse. Uh, I, that's it. 
That's, that's a whole jingle. You can use that, Madhouse. Uh, <laughs> hanging out at Madhouse. There you go. Uh, just for you. Just for you. For your segues, for your social media. There you go. Clip it up. Uh, that's great. Madhouse, I've heard, is a great comedy club. And you are back doing stand-up. I am. I, like, I mean, I've been back, but like, I took some time off uh, just... Uh, just because uh, I had other like creative pro- projects can going you on. Your, can you turn your mic down a little bit? Sorry, it's just blowing my headphones. Oh, is up. it how's a little that, bit? How's that? Is that's that louder. I think. Is it? No, oh, that that that's louder. No, okay, that's definitely yeah. louder. Yeah, there we go. Oh boy. No, yeah, I. Uh, Couple of pros on the mics today. <laughs> shaking off the rust. Shaking off the rust. Probably producer. shouldn't have smoked weed before I recorded. The podcast Not being a very responsible dad The thing is, is Luke is gone So I feel really That's good <laughs> at, And it's Memorial Day You know? Yeah Take a couple of old rippers <laughs> But it doesn't make for the best podcast But I think my piano is fucking on fire today <laughs> Sounds sounds really good Slow Um what the fuck were we talking about? We're talking about me doing comedy again. You and how's it going? It's going well. Uh, <laughs> I finally like got to do some crowd work over the fucking weekend. That was great. I'd rather do crowd work than actual material, but uh, it was nice to dive into that again. Uh, and, and the crowd work's going well. Yeah, for the most part. I it saw is. you do some the other day. You tried to talk to someone who's very. Uh, Smart. Yeah, like a fucking Russian. Uh, Ru- you know, Russian, yeah. like just ma- got her got ma- masters, masters in Russian literature. Yeah, yeah. So like that was a, that was a fun experience. I was trying to like talk to three people at once. <laughs> right. So, someone's birthday. It didn't bomb. It didn't bomb. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. It, was, it fun. was fun. It was fun. So like, uh, it was a. Uh, it was a lot of you going. Backtracking, but like uh, I streamed it on Reddit at the same time. Did you? I streamed it on Reddit. You streamed that whole set? Yeah, on Reddit. Did and you didn't do any material? I did some material. You did a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Like, I, I I streamed it on Reddit, and like afterwards, like people on Reddit enjoyed it. So did they? Yeah, that's great. My, I didn't mean. Sorry, that came. <laughs> oh, that, did that, they? The, the tone <laughs> was oh, unintended. The, the tone was unintendedly condescending. Uh, I meant uh, like good for you. Good for you. I really did mean that that to be the tone, and it really did not work out. Uh, good job, man. That's fucking awesome, yeah. dude. That's ballsy. I don't. I could do it. Like I don't care. That's <laughs> I, so cool. I, Fuck yeah, bud. Yeah, so like, I, I'm, I'm gonna stream all my stress, uh, sets on Reddit from here on out. Damn, all of them. Yeah, even like the open mic ones. <laughs> I don't care. Like that's the thing. Like like a lot of people are scared to like put their material out there. Like what? Like like why? Like uh, I don't care. Like it's just uh, it's part of the process. It's part of growing. Like why? And this is my way of like being like able to like build a following. Because I, because my process is I say shit. Look at me. I can't even get the tone right sometimes. (laughs) Of like, so I'm gonna fuck up so much. I mean, this podcast is essentially me sewing all of that together you know yeah all any of the like i'm just gonna put shit out raw you know like how, yeah. like how you're doing it yeah. like on reddit like this is my version of doing that because my stand-up is like a like a like a controlled substance 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That I want to like a very specific high that I'm trying to like put into my veins and I'm trying to like design it perfectly each time, you know? Yeah. And like I said, and then like also be loose and, you know, remember all of that, but then forget it when you get up on stage so you can be present, right? There's so much going on and I almost like only want to put the best version of my standup out there. But that's, period. That's, but that's the thing. Like that's not like that's. I don't know. Like that. That's just. I. I, I respect it. I respect it a lot. Right. Uh, but like, I Thank just. You. I. <laughs> I just tread lightly. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, like b- b- to me that like, I'd rather just like this is the process. Like not every not every set's gonna be the greatest. Not every set set's gonna be the worst. So like I just say you know what like this is part of the journey. That's what I want. I want people to be a part of the journey of like hey this is what it takes to like develop a, a fucking act. So. I'd rather like uh, I've been like you know I, I stream on Twitch or I used to stream on Twitch now I just stream on Reddit like I feel like it's more like uh, there's more people that cycle through than uh, than Twitch like audience on Reddit. Reddit yeah well I'll I'll tell you this I mean I dude I I respect that yeah for sure I can't fucking I would never fucking do that <laughs> it's it's yeah aw- a lot a lot of comedians wouldn't yeah yeah man that's fucking awesome and it's like you. It's fucking awesome. I'm really curious to see how it all plays out. Yeah, like I wish, like the thing is, you know, with the, with the kid that's that's coming within the next month. Like I wish I could do more sets, uh, yeah. but I think like once everything settles down, like and, like once I got like my bearings with with this kid, I'd like to start coming back out and like uh, developing a new act. So from scratch. Ooh. Oh yeah. Well yeah. I I think. Uh, I, th- I think I want to do that too I mean I am doing that I just fucking put out an album Slowly trying to just like Weasel out Material That I, like I don't want to do I like anymore one, I like one of your bits uh, About the Johnson Johnson I don't want to say it on Oh thanks Yes, yes. I'm still working on it Mike <laughs> What did I just say Oh by the way I'm streaming on Reddit right now <laughs> <laughs> um, you Also your, your stream on Reddit Would be more successful Than the actual podcast I thought about streaming this podcast. The podcast isn't good, but the stream on Reddit of the exact podcast that they record is good. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, yeah, it's it's like now all old material just feels like, one, that is not me anymore. Exactly. The person who wrote all that material. Like, like the, the pandemic really did seem to, like, change a lot of people. And it definitely feels like that, like mm-hmm. for especially when it comes to like the actual material, like what I'm talking about. Like, how do you even talk about that stuff in the same way now that there's been like fucking BLM r- riots and uh, protests and fucking insurrections and fucking Donald Trump and on and on and on, you know? And then you're like, man, man you know, man, is this something? <laughs> Mayonnaise is a thing. You guys, what the? It's so gooey. Remember mayonnaise? (laughs) Then then someone in the audience is like, I got hit with the fucking cop threw a mayonnaise jar at me (laughs) fucking two months ago. You don't like. uh, Where the fuck were you? The, the struggle that I had when like comedy like started opening back up in Washington was I was getting a lot of spots at laughs. And like uh, I, I wanted to keep developing, but like I was like I was getting booked on their shows where they wanted me to deliver my A material, and I was just like, how am I supposed to grow as a comic if I can't try new shit? You weasel it in. 
I, I, that's what I try to do. But like for me, for me personally, I like I I, I don't want to weasel shit in. I want to like like fucking bomb. Like uh, I want to do an entirely new fucking open mic set. <laughs> at these shows yeah I mean, on a weekend show yeah like, but like nobody gets to do that i mean like that's, what if, I'm saying. that's the thing is like you but even no i mean but like literally nobody unless you're like the headliner like that's what you do to Com get comedy to, store comedy store they have those uh, late night sets right but you have to get passed at the club exactly and usually to get passed at the club at a club like that you have to have like credits yeah so you're pretty much already a headliner yeah yeah no, I get it, but like uh, I love the I love the fact that like they get 15 minutes to just try shit, and I I, I got to witness some of that. Like it's it's magical. amazing. It's yeah. magical. It's but magical. Th that's what you work an entire lifetime to get that luxury to be able to do at a club like that, no less. Yeah. So like those kind of expectations of a local club are kind of like, you know, outlandish. I was just I was just uh I was just uh spoiled in San Diego because they used to like when before I left they started doing that for their backroom show where you, so cool where, where you like uh, co comedians is that the club you got banned from no that, that was oh, okay. acc <laughs> they, they started up and they're like hey and we're gonna ban mike <laughs> do you want to know why i was banned <laughs> do i yes it, it, yes i i was banned for liking a tweet <laughs> like basically well was, what was the tweet though <laughs> Animal Burris, all jews should die <laughs> hannibal barris was shitting on the club and at the time like i wasn't like a, a big fan of the club so i liked it Mm -hmm. And then, like, apparently the, the club owner, like, went through and, like, uh, see, see who liked all the tweets and, like, uh, saw my name and was just like, yeah, he's not performing here anymore. Well, I mean. <laughs> that was a good tweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're like, I was, I was liking the joke, not the sentiment. Oh, no, there was a no joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. It is. What um, it I'm glad you're back. I'm back. You're yeah. like, I was in a bad place. I was married. <laughs> Once I got the divorce, my mm. head cleared. I'm Mike divorced now. It's different. Soon to be Mike three divorced. I'm gonna commit to the bit. Um. Well. Wh okay. What were we saying? Oh, but yeah. But it's having those expectations of a of a local club is is crazy. And then that's why the, you do open mics, and that's why you start your own room and shit. Yeah, agreed. Like, you know. But I I guess like uh, what I was gonna say is when things were opening back up, the only spots to do was laughs. Oh, for sure. Like, my, so, I know. Everyone, a couple other comments are complaining about that same thing. Just like, I love all the stage time, but now it's like, what? I can't work on any of this new material. I'm doing all this dated ass shit because yeah. I have. There's they don't do a mic here. Exactly. And then even on Thursday, the room is full. So and blah blah blah. Like, you know. And even even on a Thursday night, like, that, that, like But this is the thing. It's like. Everyone, I think, should just be patient because it's like the only club in town that's really open in Seattle, and this isn't a Northwest Seattle comedy fucking podcast. So yeah, this is uh, uh is it? th it's not. Um, we just happen to be. We're pretty soon we're moving to Austin. <laughs> uh, Jk. Uh, the point is. Um, everyone needs to be patient because it's all, right now, and a lot. This goes across the country. This is what I'm saying. This isn't fucking Seattle specific. Every fucking state has a brand new comedy landscape that's just being built, right? So everyone who had like shows is just starting to get their bearings back again. The clubs are just starting to open. Like even the fucking movie theater, just like they were like, none of the candy is actually for sale. Like, you know, it's all just locked inside these cupboards from a year and a half ago. You know, <laughs> like everyone's just starting to get out there again. 
So if you, I think if you're getting stage time at all, like be fucking grateful because most people are getting none. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not grateful. Like, uh, nah, I know you're not saying that. I'm yeah. just saying, uh, I'm, I know I'm, I know you're not gr- gr- I know you're grateful. Mike. Yeah. Listen, I'm enough. <laughs> you're enough. I know you're grateful. The point is, everybody is longing for stage time right now, and there are no mics. <laughs> there are no indie shows, and every comedy club owner across the country is probably tearing their hair out, just you know, hoping that they can possibly open or stay open, right? And if you want to do uh, a bunch of new material and shit like that, then what, what you're obligated to do now is like start a room. Yeah. Do a show with, uh, you know, all of the time that you have left after <laughs> producing this show yeah. and uh, having a child. And being in a couple of writing fellowships. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, you're it, right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I may not like uh, like it. <laughs> I may yeah. not like that, but you're right. It's just like uh, I owe everything to running a room. I was telling Adam this too. Adam's another Seattle comic, um, straight and white, the way I like him, but not yeah. not fully. Not anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, we fuck. I'm just saying. He's not, I was gonna say straight, but I'm like, but then we're having sex. So. Uh, <laughs> Having sex with another man is the manliest thing you can do. Yeah, that's someone's joke, right? Is it? I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 it's it uh, Yeah, look it up. <laughs> no, I'm not, not right now. I don't trust you to be able to be quick with it. So uh, we got we got a podcast to wrap up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is, I fucking have heard that. It's like fucking two men, you know what I mean? Fucking each other with their penises with all their fucking manliness all over the place. Like what's fucking more macho than that shit? Uh, I'm brutalizing whoever's bit that is. God, I wish I had a better memory. I uh, wonder why I don't. Hey, let me go take another <laughs> bong rip. So the point is, it's uh, it, it, to bring this around full circle. Everything in all of the mediums. I'm talking to musicians and stuff who are doing the same thing. It's all DIY right now. It's like who fucking cares? And because this whole year was people doing everything by themselves and bringing communities together and stuff like that. As soon as it's over, a lot of people are turning around and looking at, you know, what the industry, the, the entertainment industry was the, the year before all this shit happened and going, how bad do we really need these guys? <laughs> I don't think it's that, that bad. And so hopefully the people who are left who are running shit, comedy clubs and fucking production companies, movie studios... And all the way on up, uh, either shape up or, um, you know, or get out of here. And the good ones will be left. And new, all the new ones will take over. And then they'll become the bad guys. <laughs> right? The guys who start all of the best DIY shit now will then soon become the industry leaders and be hated. Yeah. Comes full circle. So, I'm going to be one of those guys. I'm, woo! Come and see me, everybody. Buy my tickets on Eventbrite. I'm thinking about which way. I, do we even need Eventbrite? Do, can, can we just do this on um, Ventmo? 
<laughs> I think it's, it's doable. You just got to be able to like track it even more. Right. But it's all there. Yeah. You know, as long as you just, fuck, just hold like a 20% just to be safe. I don't know. I'm thinking about it all in a different way, as is everybody. When it comes to fucking how you produce something or even how you fucking write a joke. Because it's all so different now. It's like, you know, everything is... you. Everything is is different. <laughs> so everything has to adjust, even the jokes. A little bit. You just has to have a little bit more acknowledgement of the time within the setup, within everything. Not that it, the jokes even have to be about it, you know? It's just like if there's a fucking pandemic... <laughs> And you have to lift up your mask every time you do something. You that just works its way into all the material. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I was walking in and I forgot my mask, so I put it on, and then you know, I held the place up or whatever. What's gonna be like pandemic hack in the future? Masks. Yeah. You're just like, oh god, it's like that's the new MySpace joke or whatever. Or like that's gonna be like the, the merch people selling masks. Yeah, pandemic hack. <laughs> From the back of the room. Oh, this guy's still selling masks. <laughs> I was thinking about that, like the industries that were built that would want to keep up the the fear, you know? Like that's why they should have never charged for masks. Like it should have been like just government issued masks everywhere because anybody, any industry that wants the mask industry to stay up has like an interest in there being like pandemics. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's not a good business incentive for humanity. And that's just the, you know, tip of the iceberg when it comes to that kind of shit. War is that. You don't want people profiting off a of war. Period. That incentivizes them to start wars. So, what do we do? Communism. <laughs> it's no easy answer, that's for sure. Especially with technology. Come on. Tech, a techno, technocratic, communistic, you know, state, borderless, uh, world order what do you think Mike eh. <laughs> no I'm thinking like I don't uh, no like when we talk about war uh, what do I think I don't much about that stuff <laughs> I, I have I, a kid coming uh, we're producing this podcast so you can keep your eye on the fucking road there Taylor no, I, I, no I was thinking because it's like uh, I can't see any of your expressions I'm trying not to look back at you at all it's a real like you know it's funny if, if, paint if, what's happening <laughs> if you look at the camera I'm probably having like a blank look no because I I'm like when you talk about war I immediately think about like uh, US uh, selling all their missiles to Israel and like uh, all these other uh, countries and it's like, uh, like you talk about like you know you don't want to profit from war but that's how like, uh, America gets their money by by selling weapons to other countries for war. Yeah. And we give fucking, what is it, 99.9% .9 of our budget to the fucking military. Well, I was in it. I was grateful for that. That's <laughs> right. You fucking were sucking off that military tit. But uh, how do you feel about, like, I mean, is that, um, you know, how do you feel about what you've done? 
Uh, no, like, you know what it is? It's like, uh, it, it's a necessary evil. Like, I, I know, like, a lot of people complain about, like, it's like, oh, you're spending so much on the military. But, like, being an intel, like, uh, I was an intel specialist, and, like, just seeing what the other countries are fucking doing, it's like, yeah, we need to do this. Well, but why us? Because we're one of the powerhouses in the world. Because not uh, any uh, like. Other but doesn't. But don't we have an, a vested interest in us going over there? And like, and the way we go about doing it isn't to like actually fix anything. It's to like continue it. C- continue to fix our interest. It, it's not perfect. <laughs> it's not right. like. It's not like. A, it's not ideal. But like, I, I do know like uh, if our adversaries were to gain the upper hand, like it, it's not good. Yeah, but they they have like almost no ability to really do that right like we can do that without one like overspending the way we do like there's so many better ways to go about it like the military has never even been audited so we have no idea where any of the money even goes it dude a lot of people rip off the military too. that's what i'm saying like yeah. it's insane and then they and we have an entire country that's been built off of its fucking you know basically like colonistic fucking design and now, you know, it's it's like a cult. Like the military is like a cult where like the cult leaders died. You know what I mean? And now everyone is just still moving all of these fucking balls forward almost like unnecessarily at this point. My- you know what I mean? Since Hitler fucking <laughs> went down and all of, you know, World War II ended, it's been essentially just like world domination since then just trying to protect their interests for the but, yeah but, but right but that's that's like the makeup protect our interests but really it's fucking domination it's it's control of other people's interests so nobody there can rise up you know it's like just like in modern day capitalism where it's like oh uh, you know it's not the best product wins. It's like, oh, there's a new product. Well, I have Let's more control, Let's so I'll eliminate that competition. That's it. That's it. And that's what the world do- and that's what the U.S. does. And then now, it, some you know, bad. <laughs> it's just bad interests. I don't know. It's fucked up. I mean, like, it's the, not. It's not perfect. Like, it's, it's, I mean, it's yeah. far. It's far from not perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's like it. actually yeah. bad. It's like it's like actually makes it seem like we're the bad guys. You know. I get it, like, there's a lot of good people in it, similar to the police or whatever, but, like, you obviously are fucking great. I know so many people, amazing military people, and it's not about, like, the boots on the ground there, you know? Those are people who, just like you, you know, want fucking the best for their country and their family and themselves, right? Yeah. So that no better place to go than the military to do that. Am I wrong? Is that not like your what your intentions were when you joined? Uh, my intentions when I joined was I needed a job. <laughs> and this is the other big part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, it was just. Like, I mean, it, like the biggest part of it. The thing is, it's like it, it can provide an amazing career for a lot of people. Like uh, I, I have my gripes with the military, um, but like like I said, like on on a national level, like. Uh, like just seeing the other side, seeing what our adversaries are capable of. It's not, like I said, it's not the best. It's pretty, it can be fucked up, but honestly, like I'd rather have what we have than like, unless someone can provide a better solution to, to fix all this stuff. Like it's like, well, I mean, America's not the only country in the world. You can look at other systems that aren't oppressive and like maintain, you know, happy lifestyles for all of their, you know, yeah, countrymen but then like if but right now those other countries aren't at war 
war. Like, well, you know what it is? It's like... It, yeah, but who started these wars and why? And why do they keep going in the direction that they're going, if not for fucking profit? Good question. You know, like, it, it, like the terrorists don't pose, like, those, such a crazy threat, especially anymore that we, like, you know, have to, one, spend the kind of money, put the kind of people at risk. I mean, it's similar to, like, what's going on in fucking... Israel, right? Like, it's like, yeah, two people can be in the wrong at the same time, you know? Like, it's just the reaction. Like, Israel goes and, like, kills children, you know, in reaction. It's like, there are way better ways to deal with this. And, you you know, then every, everybody's in the wrong. It's fucking war. War is bad. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I obviously have big opinions about it. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean to offend. I'm sorry, Mike. No, you're not uh, as a military man. I'm not offended. <laughs> I'm angry. No, no. Like, it, it, like you're right. Like, uh, just for, like from your perspective, like from what like you've uh, from all the information you've gathered throughout your life and like how you feel about things. You're right from your perspective. Yeah, right. I'm not exactly. You're not. I haven't been like contradicting you. I guess. Yeah, right. No, you're good. Um. I, I, I you're, agree you're, with I agree with you like right, uh, but right. like you know, but I'm still like on the like like uh, I guess for me it's like uh, I can I see both sides but I lean towards one way does that make sense right yeah. well, so what would you consider those two sides uh one people who oppose war and people who uh, like want us to have the big mighty military right and you think like the bigger the military the better yeah. Like, does it need to be so big that like, I think it dwarfs every military by a hundred, especially like when uh, it, uh, it, cyber security seems to be like the more advantageous way? Cyber security is the the biggest threat to like in in the next World War Three, and like it will happen. Like, uh, like cyber security is going to play a major major role and like uh like like I, and to be honest like uh without getting too into it uh america is kind of behind the eight ball on that one right and so the fact that's what i mean by like we keep pushing all these balls forward the in as far as like weaponry you know like bombs and shit like that when really the the uh the profit incentive is the only thing keeping those balls rolling because actual defense is not in that space as much anymore, you know? And so because this is, you know what I mean? Because people are profiting off of fucking building fucking bombs and weapons and fucking bullets and guns that um, it's not going to shift over. Yeah. Because the amount of power we've been giving them fucking, you know, 99% of our budget or whatever for the last now fucking 100 years or whatever, right? Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> and whatever. Yeah, I, I, it's, I get what you're, where you're coming from. It's you're like, you know, say all of that, but then like, and thank, but thank God, because uh, otherwise Hitler would have won, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, like I'm, I'm telling like, uh, the, like, uh, the reason I feel the way I do, like, it's because like I'll see countries like China turning their like, uh, turning their like, uh, basically spying on their, uh, own citizens. Not saying that like, uh, obviously yeah, yeah. Like, shit yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but to the level extent that they're doing it to their systems, the slavery that they have, uh, with the, with the meteor, I forget how to pronounce it, uh, like Muslims in their country, and the Uyghurs, yeah, yeah, the Uyghurs and. 
just like seeing like what they do to their own people it's like i i definitely don't want that to happen to us no kidding yeah so like so that that's why i lean the way i do because like, i agree with you it's like but it's, then that but so so to your point right like the military um is it, it, it might not be to the extremes that we see in china but they have done very similar things to how they watch and control the United States media. Yeah. You know what I mean? Between the intelligence agencies and the military, you know what I mean? They have an influence in the media and Hollywood and, you know, yeah. fucking how the internet works to a degree um, that would compare very well to what China does. Yeah. You know? So we're living in a, you know, what, uh, you know, what what isn't that dissimilar to what China lives through? I mean, think about how many people here know about all the military coups that the United States has participated in in South America to protect like, their own interests. To, yeah, 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 but to then no, I, I agree. at it's, what it's, cost it's, yeah, of the exactly. people in that country? Yeah, you know, and like their interests are are thereby are selfish. Like they're yeah. unnecessary. We have enough. We don't need to also have everything Ecuador has. You know. <laughs> Uh, it's disgusting. It's, it, you know, and whatever. It's, uh, it's not because of the military necessarily. It's like, there's a lot of gray area. Not, you know, uh, not good guys and bad guys necessarily. It's not like I want to paint with that broad of a brush. Yeah. But with everything going on right now, I mean, this is a perfect example, right? Like, here we are trying to do a fucking comedy podcast, right? <laughs> and then, like, we're talking about how everything has changed and material just changes. And this is what happens. It's like everything fucking starts to just boil up. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't help but fucking start to talk about it. Because it's like, how the fuck did we get here? I mean, I get it. We're on the other side of COVID and we were trying to get back to normal and just have some yuck yucks. <laughs> but also, like, there's people being fucking mowed down by fucking rockets all over the world. Oh, brother. Anyway, Erg McAllister. Uh, this is what it would be like if he went to a 7-Eleven. Hello, good man. Where are the taquitos? Well, that's pretty nice, Taquito Weather, I think so. Thank you for having me. I'm Eric McAllister. Here's a dollar. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. It's just fucking crazy out there. Mm-hmm. But hey, we're And not- I don't have all the answers. I mean, this is the thing. It's like the more you talk about it, the more you realize how nuanced it all is it's not like i tell you what we got to do communism you know Uh, (laughs) like it doesn't boil down to that you know it's like layered up layered upon layered upon layered layer upon layer upon layer and i'm i'm trying even right now like and it's starting small but just get involved locally yeah and then it kind of bleeds up you know your involvement your understanding of how it works what you're concerned about and then at least you're making a Some difference and having an influence in the your immediate surroundings when you think only really huge then you end up just like working for a fucking presidential campaign yeah <laughs> and getting your fucking hopes dashed but when it's like your lifestyle you know and you're just kind of involved locally whether that's, you know, politically or nonprofit or whatever, 
then, you know, you're making a more tangible difference. We're trying to do, like, get involved in, like, the, the school board and uh, trying to go to community board meetings and stuff like that. Is that what you're doing? It's, yeah. We're nice. just, now, that's that's, awesome. now that things are opening up, you can go in person. We were doing a little bit of it online, you know? Yeah. Starting to just kind of keep track of who all the people are that are in charge of local government, uh, local police departments, etc. Motherfuckers, this is some twisted ass motherfucker to every police department. All you have to do is dig a little bit, and you're like, damn, some motherfucking fucked up people with this this police department. Like every single one. So, um, <laughs> that's where it started, and now we're like, all right. So now things are opening up every couple months when we fucking do it, because that's the thing with all of it. It's like you also have to fit into your schedule. I'm going to be traveling and shit. I can't like fly back to make sure I get to my community board meeting <laughs> or run for office. Right. Like, cause I just like have a fucking job. Yeah. That's why it's all old people that do this shit. You know what I mean? They're usually retired. They you know what I mean? On. They got like 56, got a little money. I was in the PTA for a while. You know, you start running for local office and when someone's really good at it. And usually what that means is they're good at raising money. They fly, Right. They work their way up really quick. I was a fucking school board guy, or I was worked as a comptroller, and then within a couple of years, I was a fucking mayor of this small town, and then had a knack for politics, meaning I'm crooked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get this. I, I'm yeah, a- oh, I get how you do this politicking thing. You just gotta go get money? Well, I know a lot of people with money. <laughs> I know how to get money, too. Um, Blackmail. The answer is blackmail. So, uh, but boot de boot boo. We're at uh, an hour. We're, and five we're, we're about an hour and five minutes. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. Do we hit all the topics? Yeah. Uh, I the think answer we... is blackmail. What a closer. Uh, which we call it. Uh, yeah, we were talking about having kids, but I think we kind of talked about that a little bit. We did. Yeah. So here's the perfect example. Let's ra- wrap it up with a couple minutes of this. Uh, you're having a kid on the other side of this. Yeah. Right. So post-COVID kid, post-COVID kid, and you're going to come out on the other side of COVID, a dad. Yeah. So talk about a crazy transition. Like you went into this thing, right? Like yeah. a fresh relationship kind of too. Even, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I went into it like, uh, the, the COVID thing, just like obviously just wanting to be with, uh, like Samantha, just like, you know, just like wanting to have a comedy career, wanting to like have, like my own television show and all that stuff. And it wasn't until like last August or October when I went to go visit family back in San Diego that I saw the, the I saw like what my brother was doing with his family, like creating memories and all that stuff. And I thought to myself, I'm like, you know, I put, put off having kids for so long, even with my previous marriage. Like I was so career driven that like, I was just like, what am I doing? Like, like, what, like, what, this is what life's about. Just creating memories for the, those close to me. So I came back home, talked to Samantha and we just planned, uh, our kid. That's beautiful, Mike. Yeah. And it happened really quickly too. Like, uh, like we didn't, like it wasn't like, and that's one thing that I'm also like aware of, but to be grateful for like what I like what I can and have instead of like what I don't have because I know like there's a lot of couples out there that that, that struggle to to have a kid 
that, that, that they've been trying for years and like for me and Samantha like it happened really quickly so like uh, I'm just like grateful for that like uh, that we didn't have to like uh, go through that uh, process yeah man that's amazing and uh, have you noticed a big change as you've come out of coming out of COVID as far as as far as like just how you feel now that you've just transitioned so many th- things in your life over it's like I, I don't and the covid it's like everyone's transitioning obviously out of covid like wow so much has happened we all experienced so much yeah but you individually and everybody individually there's gonna be a lot of like everybody's got their individual stories of what happened this year yeah but like in life there are you know only so many huge transitions you can make right (laughs) and from married man to married man and from father from non-dad to dad are like the biggest yeah right it like uh it not like obviously like i don't want to seem like i was selfish this entire time but like uh, it's making me like refocus on like it's like all right i'm i'm responsible for another human being now like i'm bringing somebody into a world let me not raise an asshole <laughs> <laughs> like uh, that's my biggest thing like i don't want to raise a piece of shit human being um but like as far as changing like uh my, my mindset like i i don't know like i think this uh this whole pandemic made me like realize it's like what matters most in life like uh like what like uh not, not like it sounds kind of stupid like yolo you know like you only live once that doesn't mean like i'm just gonna go out and do stupid shit but it's like you know let me, like I, let me focus on happiness let me focus on what i want to do uh, and how i can like uh provide for my family doing what i love to do totally dude yeah. i'm fucking really happy to hear you say that thank you it is what it's all about the process yeah it's it's about living a full human life yeah right and making the most out of it because there's only so much you can control. And if you have the luxury of having someone who loves you back and wants to make like another human being who loves you back, yeah. right? And you have the luxury of being a person who uh, not only can stomach that, yeah, <laughs> but wants it also for yourself, dude. You know what? Even if you're living in a fucking one bedroom apartment. For the rest of your life, you got that kind of happiness and love and joy. That's all that matters. How much fucking more do you really need? I mean, like, that's it. Yeah. So true. So never lose sight of that. And then what really happens is uh, you really do want to keep pursuing your dreams forever yeah. to be a good example for your children. Yeah. You know? And even if that means watching you fail over and over and over again, as long as you don't wear that with bitterness and resentment and, you know, show your children how to roll with failure and use it as incentive to keep going as a lesson for them, if nothing else, yeah, you know, then also what's the point? Beautiful. <laughs> Fucking beautiful, Mike. I'm so happy for you, dude. Thanks, You're going to be a great dad. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And we're going to co- we're coming out of this on the other side fucking champions, right? Yep. It's going to be a fucking journey. Here we're really marking it right now. I feel like there's a there's a moment happening. <laughs> like this is truly like the first episode back one of us 
uh, back together. I went to New York. You went to San Diego. You were probably you might be a dad by the next time we record this. Maybe like uh, so, like I mean like it, it could happen any moment now. Like next five Dude. Months. like between weeks thirty-seven and forty-two, and like we just hit thirty-seven. Yep, potentially. That'd be crazy. Yeah. We might get one more, one or two more in. I, I, we'll I, see. I, I, I what, think, what do you think? Three I or think, four? I think one or two. One or two. Yeah, I think like in two weeks. Like I think that's the week it's going to happen. Dang. So cool. So we're this episode is marking uh, you us coming out of COVID mostly. I think this is like a very transitional episode. Yeah. Like now we're gonna have like live shows to report back about shit going on. And we're gonna have fucking a lot of content to talk about that we're gonna be putting out. Cause uh, I recorded four episodes of this show. Comedians at skate parks while I was in New York. I'm hopefully gonna put them all out like fucking this month. That's dope. I'm hoping. I mean, we're working on some endorsements and shit like that. And if those endorsements come through soon, I'm gonna put the episodes out soon. Nice. If not, I might just kind of stack them and uh, put them out while I'm on the road. But we'll see. But anyway, we're coming out of COVID. I'm about to launch this tour. The, the, we, we only have three episodes before I leave this on this tour. Oh, wow. Right. I have the uh, 24th is my son's birthday. And the 25th is my show at 35th in Seattle. Uh, 25th and 26th. And then I'm gone pretty much going on the road. Are we Yeah. Man. So what's today? The, the 31st. First. I, think, I think today's the Oh, yeah, you're right, 31st. So we got the 1st, 2nd, and the 3rd, or the 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th week. So we got four episodes before I leave my tour. Yeah. Counting this one. And possibly two before my kid gets here. And possibly two before my kid gets here. Dude, this is going to be fun. We're going to do some real tracking this this uh, this month. All right, all right, all right, all right, guys. Thank you for joining us here on Addictive Tickle. I hope it was fun and interesting. And it definitely was silly and weird, but also fucking kind of got serious there for a little bit. It got a little tiny serious. And me and Mike, we got into our first huge fight. (laughs) I'm still mad. (laughs) Ah, man, I thought you were going to kill me there. I didn't know you were such a, you know, uh, Bible-thumping military dude. <laughs> Conservative. <laughs> it all comes out. I was like, what do you mean? You f- Mike wore a MAGA hat on the new Addictive Tickle episode? Are you censoring uh, me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, brother. Um... This has been great. I love you guys. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Mike, for for being such a wonderful co-host and divulging so much personal information that I never ask you in advance if it's okay <laughs> that we fine. talk about. It's all good. Um, but we're real open here. We bear we put it all out here, out there on Addictive Tickle. We like to throw uh throw all the spaghetti at the wall and um and not even acknowledge what sticks. What we do is it. This is just a wall of spaghetti. It gets cleaned off every single episode. And we start anew. <laughs>